Welcome to another episode of the Access Vikings podcast. My name is Andrew Kramer, joined by Ben Gessling and Jim Suhan of the Star Tribune from Lambeau Field, where the Vikings lost and they lost big. Justin Jefferson said after the game, when, when we lose, we lose bad, and we need to figure out how to fix that. Um, ben, from what you heard from Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins, how do they go about fixing what has been just uh, a continued theme throughout the season? Well, I mean, O'Connell talked a lot about how the theme has been them kind of inflicting a lot of these errors on themselves. And, you know, that's the convenient thing to say, I think, when – I mean, it's always easier to say, well, it's our fault, it's within our control, rather than, hey, we just got beat. I think that's probably applicable here, though, given the fact that this is a team you beat and held the seven points in week one and just the manner of this game. I mean, you give up a, a kick return touchdown for 105 yards, players slipping all over the field, inter – interceptions that were at least in a one maybe two cases affected by that um you lose two starting offensive linemen and then it's kind of chaos along the offensive line from there so a lot of things that not to use the old christian ponder phrase are easily correctable but a lot of things that they did to themselves in this one and uh, the packers were not the team that they saw week one that just kind of gave them one after one opportunity after another to have another crack at it what jumped out at me is that the the vikings offensive line before and especially after they lost schultman uh really got dominated they couldn't run the ball they couldn't run the ball in the goal line cousins faced pressure up the middle which he is not adept at handling and everything flowed from there now all of a sudden you're third and long and cousins is feeling pressure to make a big play and he's throwing it up for grabs which is usually not what he does and uh one gets returned one you know blows up a fourth down uh one kind of finalized the route uh you know so many so often we all we all watch the ball right but so often what happens with the ball is, is caused by what happens up front or, you know, schematically. And I just thought they got beat in the middle of the offensive line and it didn't allow them to do anything they wanted to do. Yeah, Kevin O'Connell did cite the pressure up the middle, the tip passes at the line for why Justin Jefferson had a career low one catch for 15 yards. It seems like decades ago he had the 184 yards and two touchdowns against the Packers in week one. Matt LaFleur after the game said, uh, I really commend our staff for changing the way we defended him with Jair Alexander being much more aggressive, pressing him at the line. And uh, Matt LaFleur's direct quote was, I don't care who you are, it's tough for any receiver to deal with that, especially when you're not expecting it. The Vikings didn't seem to be expecting that uh, from Jair or from the Packers' defense that in week one and often cases this season has played much more off coverage. Yeah, and O'Connell kind of pointed out after the game, he said it was a lot of two-man. They've seen a lot of two-man on Jefferson. It was a safety over the top, and he kind of said – no matter what is said about it afterwards, which was kind of a, an attempt, I think, to take a little bit of air out of whatever narrative he thought Jair Alexander was going to craft about yeah. this one, that's saying, I shut him down. I mean, I think that was kind of what O'Connell was getting at with that. But, yeah, when, they, when we've seen people shut Jefferson down or at least control him, it has been the teams that have been able to get physical with him effectively. I think back to Philadelphia Week 2, they certainly had Darius Slay kind of getting up in his face and being able to throw his timing off, and uh, that was a big part of the theme again here tonight. Yeah, the Lions in week three did the same thing to him. Uh, even way back in his rookie year at Tampa Bay, I remember was the first time I saw a defense really focus on getting super physical with Justin, and each time 
we have seen him struggle at times. Even even Washington, Benjamin St. Just yeah. gave him a hard time this year. Darius Slay. Uh, Darius Slay, as you guys mentioned. Yeah, so Justin getting shut down like this, it's it seems to be the thing that can really undercut this offense when he's not Superman, when he's not lifting everybody. And as we've seen today, too, they can't run the ball behind that offensive line. Right, and, it, you know, as much as they've been clutch and they've won close games and all those things – there's only one player on the offense who's having a career year, and that's Justin Jefferson. Um, you know, maybe Darisaw if you want to extrapolate to the offensive line, which is always hard to do. Uh, Jefferson's the only guy having a great year, and everybody else is doing okay. And Jefferson has to lift them, or they're an average offense. And you pair an average offense with a terrible defense, you don't have a very good team. And they get the ball there at the goal line three chances to try to score, and they settle for a 21-yard field goal. That's the, their first points before the Packers rattled off. Was it 34 unanswered in this game? Or it might have been more than that. Uh, I think it was 41. 41. 41. It was 41 to 3. 41 to three. Yeah, oh. that would have matched. Had that stayed, that would have matched the largest defeat the Vikings have ever had against the Packers. And this one, it's now they've lost like this to Dallas, to Philly, to Green Bay, three teams that could be playoff uh, teams in two weeks when those playoffs start. Uh, the locker room says that they're confident they're going to bounce back from this, but how confident, I guess, should they be? Either of you guys have a strong opinion about that. I mean, it's probably only as good as, as what they think in terms of if they believe they can, can be better than this. I mean, I think that probably matters to some degree, but some of these flaws are baked in to this thing at this point. I mean, the offensive line is going to be what it is. It's not going to probably get healthier, certainly, losing Austin Schlopman to a broken fibula in his ankle. And Brian O'Neill, that did not sound – O'Connell said MRI, but that did not sound like they're expecting him back right away. I mean, he mentioned Ole Udo possibly having to play that spot for a little while. I don't think you would expect that to get better right away, and even if – O'Neal is healthy the offensive line issues have been there the lack of a pass rush which again showed up tonight has been a problem at times this season coverage bust I thought on the Robert Tunyon touchdown uh, you know these things have showed up yeah. over and over the inability to run the ball has shown up and that's some of that is the offensive line yes but uh, a lot of these issues have been themes throughout the season by this point and maybe some of them are fixable if they're they're confident and they have a can-do spirit but <laughs> some of them may reflect the ceiling here. Well, if we want to go by what has happened this season and project it out to what should happen in the playoffs, the Vikings have a chance to win a close game against the Giants, and yeah. they probably don't have a chance to go to San Francisco and win that game. I mean, this is that, that's a different weight class, and uh, Vikings might be able to scrap around and, and make a play and beat an average team, which I think the Giants are. I just don't like the way this team matches up. Even with the victory at Buffalo, you know, even with some of the more impressive victories they've had, I just don't like the way they match up with good teams. Yeah, the Vikings fall to the number three seed with San Francisco barely pulling out one against the Raiders. So the only way the Vikings get the two is if San Francisco were to lose next week against the Cardinals while the Vikings beat the Bears. That's probably not going to happen, but with how difficult Jarrett Stidham made it for the 49ers today, who knows, I guess. That was a very NFL result for San Francisco um, but the Vikings continuously have shown, unless it's Buffalo or the entire AFC East, that they're not beating playoff caliber opponents and not doing it in the uh, NFC and the conference that they're going to have to get through. 
uh, I just don't really see, as Ben, you talk about the ceiling, it seems to be just it. A ceiling where they can pull out these close games against what are inferior teams in terms of talent and coaching. Um, but when it comes to these teams that seem more well-rounded, they haven't been able to do it. Special teams, too, today is another concern where yeah. we see the wild swings both on the offensive side of the ball. We've seen them on defense, and we saw it again today on special teams where Greg Joseph misses two kicks, his first misses since Thanksgiving. They give up the big touchdown on the kickoff return that took all the air out of this building for Vikings fans 90 seconds after that blocked punt. Well, yeah, I mean, they blocked the punt, and a large contingent of Vikings fans here today was getting – they were pretty fired up. And you get the ball on the two-yard line, you're thinking they're going to go up 7 nothing and score even though they went three and out on their first possession. They're going to take the lead, basically like the opening drive of the game. Don't turn that into anything. And then the Packers get, I think, their longest kick return touchdown since Randall Cobb was a rookie. Uh, 11 years ago so yeah I mean that flipped it pretty quickly O'Connell talked afterwards about how it's a momentum game and that some of those plays turn the momentum awfully quickly especially when you get that and you get the pick six even though I think the Packers had thrown for negative one yard at the end of the first quarter they're up 14 to three so that has a way of, of turning things awfully quickly before we go, we should talk about Justin Jefferson's maybe biggest blunder of this season and not listening to Dennis Ryan, the equipment guy, and putting those uh, extra studded cleats in before the game uh, instead of changing at halftime because um, he slipped on one of the interceptions, right? Yep. He slipped on the first pass play of the game, which is a third down throw to Adam Thielen. Um, and Justin said, I was slipping throughout the entire first half. And TJ Hawkinson talked about players tested these before the game. They felt comfortable with it. There's already conspiracy theories on the internet that the Packers did this on purpose, if you can believe that. They watered the lawn that, that in they, late oh, December. <laughs> overwatered the lawn in late December so that it would freeze, I guess. I, or like become more soggy or sloppy as, as it was run on. But TJ said, hey, it just got worse. We had to change, obviously. And TJ was one of those guys that also fell down. Um, Justin said, I like our chances better on our turf than on this grass, which clearly slowed down their offense. But Justin needs to listen to one of the longest tenured um, employees of the Vikings and Dennis Ryan because the young man did not do it. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the conspiracy. Like, would they have a way to turn the moisture off when the Packers had the ball and turn it on when the Vikings had I, I, <laughs> It's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, it doesn't have to make any sense. Mobile heating coils they could locate under the off by the Packers' offense. <laughs> Either way, the Vikings have to deal with always something. Not one of the best fields known in the NFL at Soldier Field next week. If they yeah. want any chance of getting that number two seed, they have to win that game. Surely will be on Sunday, even though the time and date are TBD, uh, because it has implications should the Niners uh, lose to the Cardinals. We will be previewing that game next this week. Uh, it's not going to have the same fanfare as this one, but it will close the 2022 regular season as the Vikings head into the postseason. Thank you for checking out our work. Please check all of it out at startribune.com.